How do you do? How do you do, Spoken Word family? How are you? I trust that you are well. Now, it's a hearty welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time. And if you are always tuning in, then it's welcome again. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, this is your girl, MGW, and this is another episode of The Spoken Word. Before we go any further, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, we come just to revel you, just to honor you, just to exalt you, just to pick you up. Just to say thank you for being our Lord. Thank you for being our King. Thank you for being our Savior. Apart from you, Lord, we have no good thing. There is nothing good about us but you. And Lord, we thank you that you have seen it fit to take our place. Thank you for ransoming us. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for saving us. We thank you for grace and mercies that are new every morning. Great indeed is your faithfulness. And Lord, even now, we just ask that, you know, you will be the center of our conversation, our focus, our eyes will be on you. And everything that will be said, it will be to the glory and the honor of your name. So may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are indeed our strength and our redeemer. Forgive us of all our sins and trespasses. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And so I want to just bring an encouragement, something very short. It may be more introspective, it may be reflective, not sure how you will perceive it. But a song came to me, a Sunday school song. For those of us who are in the Caribbean, then you know I may be taking you back down memory lane. And this is this is our springboard for our little chat spoken word um today and the little song is i wish i could sing this song but i can't it is saying there is no satisfaction without salvation s-a-l-v-a-t-i-o-n shout it out loud and clear s-a-l-v-a-t-i-o-n and so i really want us to think about it you know are we enjoying because when we think about satisfaction it really speaks to you know finding pleasure finding pleasure in what we do it speaks to just just having that fulfillment you know and the truth is if we are doing things just for doing its sake then we're going to get tired we're going to get frustrated and in even us identifying the fulfillment and the pleasure that we get from our, 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 our activities or conversation, just everything, everything in our lives, then we also have to look at it, you know, is it a short-term or a long-term satisfaction that I get from this? I did say that it is more questions, you know, but some of them may be rhetorical I won't be able to answer them, but it is for us, and I'm saying us, it's for us to really be reflective and to see if if we are getting what we should be getting from all our activities. So it may be at home, at work, you know, in our families, with our colleagues. It's really asking us, you know, the things that we do, do they satisfy us and for how long? Again, the basis of it is really saying that there can be no satisfaction without salvation. 
and by salvation we're talking about in this in this simplest sense it's been saved from sin so for those of us who are believers we know that ultimately everything that we do we are to work to bring glory to the name of our god i believe that it's in ephesians 6 and i stand corrected it tells us that you know that even when we work for our or or human bosses and managers then you know in our mind our mindset is supposed to be that we're working for the lord and um there's a verse in 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 corinthians i believe maybe first corinthians 10 31 there about it says whether we eat or drink we're to do all for the glory of the lord and so we we realize that in essence you know we are to ensure satisfaction for the believer really comes in knowing that they are fulfilling purpose they are fulfilling will they are they are doing what god wants them to do and so it moves from self and it becomes to to god you know being in alignment with his will and for those of us who are unsaved because this this may even be more for the the unsaved then we we have to realize that without salvation without jesus as our lord and savior then the satisfaction is short term unfortunately it is short term and you may be able maybe even able to identify that in your life in that you have seasons where you feel fulfilled you feel accomplished you know you feel as if there there is a pleasure in what you do but then after a while then you even ask yourself the question why am i even doing this what's the purpose in doing all of this and honestly until you get to that place where you're doing it as unto the lord until you get to that place where you're doing it as the lord wants you to do it then it's going to be short-lived it's going to be short-lived you know there's a there's a scripture in the gospel that asks the question what good does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul and that's a question for all of us for those of us who are believers we had to answer that question we had to check ourselves against that question we had to come into realization that you know what it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense because there's there's another scripture that 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 really tells us it in essence and I'm paraphrasing it says why store treasures here on earth because it is it is due to it's going to experience rot it's going to experience being stolen but when you store treasures in heaven then your heart is going to be heavenly minded your your mind is going to be on heaven because where your treasure is there your heart is also so if if you're just storing or thinking of storing just physical treasure then your mindset is not going to be on the spiritual things and there is where the real treasures are kept you know there are, there are spiritual treasures but again all of these come through salvation and so i'm imploring us that let's get to that point where we're really seeing it that 
you know, if we're in the workplace and we're just being frustrated day after day, activity after activity, report after report, and meetings after meetings, then we may have to really check, you know, is this really satisfying or why is it no longer satisfying? Why am I no longer getting any fulfillment from this? If God is out of the equation, then that could be a reason. Mind you, it could be that because it's no longer fulfilling the purpose on your life. It could be that that chapter has ended, you know, and it's it's time for a new chapter to begin. So there are different ways to assess this, but we're really just talking about just getting sat satisfaction by being in relationship with God, by doing things that he would want us to do. And uh, a, a few verses that I want to share with us. They'll be coming from um, Psalm 63, 1 to 5. And I think I want to share this from through two, sorry, translations. So let me go with um, the Passion Translation first. It says, Oh God of my life, I'm lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more. With cravings in my heart that can't be described. Such yearning grips my soul for you, my God. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. For your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. How I love and praise you, God. Daily, I will worship you passionately and with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you, for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. And the last verse is the verse that really knocks it in terms of the satisfaction that we get from the Lord. It says it cannot be compared to anything else. And it's like a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. There comes a time when even the physical things, it doesn't matter how much we acquire. It doesn't matter the bank accounts. It doesn't matter the assets. There comes a time when it becomes nothing like you just cannot find any pleasure in them because there's a yearning, there's a longing for something else. And I do believe that, you know, for most of us who are believers, we got to that point where we're saying, no, there has to be more than this. You know, what gives that peace that passes all understanding? What gives joy? So not happiness that is short-lived, but what gives a joy that comes from within where even in seasons of not having you can still be joyful. You can still be expectant. And that has been realized through coming in relationship with God. You know, scripture also tells us in, in John 6, 35, it says, Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. And and in to be exact, John 6, 35 from the Passion Translation Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never be hungry. 
believe in me and you will never be thirsty and I, I did promise that I also wanted to share it from another version so NIV says and I'll just read verses 2 through to 5 I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life my lips will glorify you I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods with singing lips my mouth will praise you and that brings it home for me fully satisfied so you cannot get that long-lasting fulfillment and pleasure outside of Jesus you cannot and chances are maybe for some persons they they continually amass wealth they continually try to divide and conquer and so much of it is because they are trying to satisfy something else on the inside some eventually come to the realization some are yet to come to the realization but i just want to remind us that satisfaction comes through jesus it comes through relationship with jesus so i know that all of us we have unsafe friends we have unsafe family members i do believe that i even i even have persons on the other end of this recording that are not yet believers and i just want to take the opportunity to say that for you to get full enjoyment fulfillment total pleasure in the works of your hands and your purpose then you need to come into relationship with jesus the word of god tells us that all have sinned so every single one of us all have sinned and fallen short but when we confess our sins he's willing and just to forgive us you know and so it it really points back to a believing that jesus is able to save because that is how salvation comes salvation is it, it, it speaks to saving redeeming freedom deliverance all of those and we are only freed from sin through jesus christ john three sixteen, very famous verse you know we spoke about that sunday school song and john three sixteen would have been a, a sunday school gem for God so loved the world, loved all of us, save and unsaved, rich and poor, regardless of skin color and ethnicity. For God so loved all of us that he gave his only begotten son, his only beloved son, his one and only son to die for us, to take our place. And salvation is there for all of us. Another scripture reminds us that you know, God is not slack as some would want to, to count it to be, but he doesn't want any to perish at all. But it's his desire that all would come to repentance and he's waiting on you unsaved. He's waiting on our unsaved family members. He's waiting on our unsaved neighbors. He's waiting on our unsaved colleagues. He's waiting on our unsaved friends. And so, let us just, for those of us who are praying and believing, let us continue to pray for them. Let us continue to be the light, you know, light, light 
cuts through darkness. Light puts out darkness. As scripture says that there is light at the entrance of the word. And so if, if we continue to be light, if we continue to, to represent Jesus in the earth, if we continue to be salt, adding flavors in our conversation, then others will see the good work. Others would want to know the God that we are serving. So as we go forth, let's just, just continue to, for those of us who are already saved, continue to find satisfaction through Jesus Christ. Think about how God wants us to do it. Think about how he wants us to say. Think, think about, sorry, how he wants us to represent. Because the true pleasure comes from serving God. True fulfillment comes from being in alignment with him, knowing that we are walking purposefully, we are living purposefully. And for those of us who are not yet saved, and we're saying not yet because we're hopeful, we are very hopeful and expectant. Just a step closer, take it a step closer. You know, when it speaks about those who hunger and thirst after righteousness being filled, I'm also going to link it to, I believe it is in Psalm 34 that gives an invitation. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed, blessed is the man who trusts in him. So when you taste, like you have to experience him for yourself. So we can tell you about him. And of course, that's our role. Because when we testify, we're saying, God, do it again as you've done before. So we tell you about him. We encourage you. We invite you. But at the end of the day, it requires an action from you. Taste and see that he is good. Give Jesus a try. Give him a try in your life. If you've been going in circles after circles, this is an opportune time for you to give God a try. Give him a try. Open your heart. Just, just ask him to come in. It doesn't require a lot. As we said, it's, it's believing that first he's the savior. Believing that he's personal to you, your Lord and savior. You confess with your mouth that you have sinned and you've fallen short. You know, and then you, you just accept him. Just accept him and that is where it begins. In in Romans 6, and, and I believe that this is um, maybe the last scripture I'll share with you because I do intend to be short with this one, although I don't think I know the meaning of short. In Romans 6 verse 23, it tells us, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that's the gift, a gift for all, a gift that keeps giving, the gift of Jesus. The wages of sin is death. But remember that we said salvation is Jesus paying the price of our sin. So of course it's paid and you just need to accept that gift. And I, I thank you. I thank you for opening your heart and your ears. Some of you may be encouraged to share this with someone, especially someone who is unsaved, somebody who needs to come into the, the satisfaction. Again, the song says there is no satisfaction without salvation. S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N. And we are shouting it out loud. S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N. Let us just pray as we dismiss. 
Lord, we thank you that you have made a way. We thank you, dear Father, that even though your, your ears are so attentive to that person who will call out to you, who will ask that you will save them, that you will come into their hearts and be their Lord, their personal Lord and Savior. We thank you for your patience. We thank you for your unconditional love. We thank you that you are still in the saving business. It's not your will that any at all should perish. And for those of us who are believers, dear Father, we thank you, God, for the reminder that satisfaction only comes through you. And so, Lord, may your eyes be on you. May you be our Alpha. May you be our reason, Lord. And as we keep our eyes and our focus on you, then we will get into fulfillment and pleasure that lasts, that comes only from you. Lord, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercies another time. Amen. So it's love and blessings. Walk good and see you soon.